Welcome to podcast number 146 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. If you've been listening to my podcast over the last few months, you'll know that we have been discussing the gifts of the Spirit, miracles, power gifts, faith, and how God wants to bless His people with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So with that, today we're going to continue that same discussion, and the title of today's podcast is Submit to God to Receive Miracles. Before we go any further, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. Lord, it's been a blessing to see that every month these podcasts are being downloaded by people in countries, quite frankly, all over the world. I thank you for that. But Lord, more than anything else, I pray the Holy Spirit now would take control and take charge of this podcast. I've prepared. I've done the things I'm supposed to do to get ready for this podcast. But without the anointing, without the Holy Spirit's presence, this podcast will not accomplish what it was intended. So I thank you once again for your blessings in the past and that you have a great plan for our future. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to bring forth this teaching at this time to those who've listened in. I'll be careful now to give you praise and glory for all these things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In many of these podcasts, we have studied faith, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. In this podcast, our focus will be to learn more about submitting to our God. If we desire to receive greater faith, work in miracles, and operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we must always submit to God and surrender to His will. This would be a great time to go back to the basics of surrendering our will to God. I cannot think of a better way to continue addressing God's miracles for us than to always put Him first, always give Him the honor and glory for who He is. Let's look at a couple of scriptures that I believe will help us better understand how to submit to our God. The first passage of Scripture I want to use is Psalm 150, verse 6. But I think I might go back and even read a verse or two before that because there's so many wonderful words of instruction for us and how to draw closer to our God. So with that, let me read Psalm 150 in the New Living Translation. I'm going to read maybe a few more verses than I thought at first. Verse number one says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequal greatness. Then verse four says, Praise Him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with strings and flutes. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with loud clanging cymbals. I'll tell you what, God wants us to use whatever we have to give Him praise and give Him glory. Then verse six says this, Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. I guess we can see that God wants us to use whatever we have and whatever voice that we have or any words that we that come out of our mouth to give praise unto Him. So that's one way to draw closer to God and to be able to submit ourselves to Him. Let's let's look at another verse that's just as powerful, but one that's found in the book of James, chapter 4 and verse 7. Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Now he ends very positive here. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift up you in honor. Now, it's important that we understand that God is asking us to repent. 
of our sins, to repent of those things that we've done wrong. So in the middle of this, it seems sometimes like it's a little bit heavy for us, but quite frankly, that's what repentance is all about, is to humble ourselves and come before God with a pure heart and a pure mind and pure thoughts. So he says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Well, that's the premise that we're focusing on today in order to receive the miracle gifts. It says, wash your hands. That means get the, get the sin out of your life, purify your hearts, remove your sin, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. God doesn't want to worship us if we're worshiping the world and worshiping him. We cannot serve two masters. The Bible says we'll either love one and, and hate the other. And so therefore we've got to have an undivided heart, totally directed towards God. And then it says here in verse 9, let your tears come out for what, for what you've done. Well, that's simply repentance. And let there be sorrow. Once again, repentance. Let there be sadness instead of laughter. Sad because of the sins that we've done. But then he ends it with this powerful statement, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. God wants to bless us, church, but we've got to clean up our hearts. A lot of times we seek the gifts of the Spirit, but we've still got things in our heart that are hidden. We need to confess those sins and be cleansed of those sins and watch God do a great work in our life. When we are seeking the miracle gifts from the Holy Spirit, we must remember our source for the gifts is our God. He must always receive all the praise and glory. Give Him all the credit. Everything good that happens in our life comes from God. Even a good idea or a blessing at work or an unexpected check in the mail is a blessing from God and we must give him glory for these blessings. When we ask then receive, never forget to give him thanks. Seeking the gifts are great, but seeking the giver of the gifts is far greater. This kind of reminds me of a story about a man who was in a parking lot at an airport and it was just packed. I mean packed. There wasn't any place to park. He just needed to find one parking space so he could get in there and catch his flight and take off. So he said, Lord, would you help me find a parking space? I really need a parking space close because I'm going to miss my flight. really need your help. And so he's driving up and down the aisles, driving up and down the aisles. And then all of a sudden he looks and down at the very end, right in front of the gate that he needs to go to, a guy's pulling out. So he drives up there. And as this guy pulls out, that space is sitting ready for him. The guy looks up into heaven and says, God, don't worry about it. I found one myself. You see, isn't that sad? Sometimes we take the credit for something we've asked God to bless us. God wants to bless us, but he also wants us to give him honor and glory for the blessings that he's placed in our life. So let's never take credit for the blessings of God and give all the glory to our God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we submit to God, he places a praise in our heart to him that we can never obtain this kind of praise on our own. The Bible tells us that God inhabits the praise of his people. So think about that. When you're praising him, he comes in and he inhabits. Now we have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us and therefore we should, it should be a lot easier for us to pray, but we allow our flesh, we allow the world, we allow the cares of each day get in the, to get in the way of the Holy Spirit want to operate in our life. But when we close our hearts and close our minds and we lift up our hands in praise or we just lift up our hearts and praise to God, then we're going to receive, it says, a greater praise because the Bible does tell us that he inhabits the praises of his people. So therefore, we need to give him more praise. I like to give God praise for everything that happens in my life. If I'm driving down the street and I say, Lord, I'd sure like to see that light be a little longer so I can make that light because I'm running a little late and I make the light and I get through it. I say, praise you, Lord. Thank you for that. Because if we don't give him the praise, then the Bible says if we don't praise him, then the rocks are going to cry out. Now, God has a plan and a purpose for our life. I know that you realize that. And we must submit to him to receive his plan and purpose. We need to lose ourselves 
in our God. Surrender to Him and expect to experience His miracle working power. God wants to bless us so we can be a blessing to His people. Now before we go any further, talking about the subject of submitting to God in order to receive greater miracles, let me just ask a couple questions to, to get focused here. Are you ready to get closer to God? You can answer that in your heart. I don't know the situation you're in, but I know that's a key ingredient when we want to get closer to God to receive His miracles. Are you willing to deny self and live for Him? That's something we've got to do in order before we can approach God. Have you spent more time seeking the gifts of the Holy Spirit and less time seeking the giver of the gifts? And that's an era of caution I want to give you. Although these podcasts are on the gifts and seeking the gifts and receiving the gifts and the miracle gifts and the power working gifts of the Holy Spirit and all those things, it's wonderful to seek those gifts, but we must never spend more time seeking the gifts of the Spirit than the time that we spend seeking the giver of the gifts our God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible tells us that we serve a jealous God. Now, some people misunderstand that, what that means. That doesn't mean that God has the kind of jealousy that we have. If we have jealousy for a neighbor who gets a new car, or we're jealous of someone because they have a job promotion and we didn't get the job promotion, that's jealousy of man. But when the Bible tells us that we serve a jealous God, what that means is his jealousy is for our attention to him. He wants us to focus on him more than anything else in our life. God is jealous in a positive way. He wants to bless us and care for us, and he wants to be the one that gives us the blessing. So I thank God for his divine, godly jealousy for us to love him more than anything else. Okay, let's move on. When we receive the gifts of the Spirit and the miracle working power of God, we must operate in love and in unity. Paul wrote something very powerful in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. Let me read that to you and set us on a premise to understand that when we submit to God, we're going to receive his gifts, his miraculous gifts. The Apostle Paul wants to give us direction and guidance in how to seek the gifts and wants to tell us how to enjoy and operate in the gifts and give God praise for it. But he says something here that is so powerful in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, verse number 1. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Then Paul goes on to talk about further in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 about prophecy and it's wonderful and all that, but without love, it's of no value. And he goes on and on addressing the various gifts of the Spirit. I don't want to get involved with all that in this particular podcast, but maybe in the next podcast, I'm going to go a lot deeper into this particular topic. We'll just see how the Holy Spirit leads us. So it's important to understand that when we seek the gifts that we've got to place love in front of everything else. Kind of reminds me of a a very true story in my life. When my wife and I became Christians, we wanted everything we read about in God's Word. So we went to an independent Pentecostal church. Most of the people we met were very kind and very helpful. But there were a couple of people who spoke negatively about non-Pentecostal churches. They even said they didn't think it was possible to get to heaven if you weren't Pentecostal. We know that's incorrect. We were surprised at their unkind words because the Apostle Paul spoke about love being more important 
than being boastful and operating even in the gifts. Now, please don't receive my words incorrectly. We stayed at that church for a while because we knew the Holy Spirit was working there. We did not get upset because of a few when we saw so many operating properly in the gifts. I brought this up because I wanted to be sure to warn Christians to operate like the apostle tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. Now, we need to move on. We must always minister in the gifts in the correct manner. When the Holy Spirit fills us with his gifts, it is important to deny our flesh and to be humble to others. Let's look at how Jesus operated in the Spirit. I can't think of anything better than that. When you want an example of how God wants us to live and operate, just go to the words of Jesus. He had compassion and love for others. He was never boastful. He never said, do you know who I am? Or do you know who you're talking to? Or do you realize what I could do to you? Never did he speak those types of words. Jesus always operated in all the gifts. Think of that. He operated all the time in all the gifts because of the Holy Spirit. With humility, though, always he was a humble person. He never said, I'm equal to God to boast. Let me read something to you here real quick. It's obvious that Jesus said that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he spoke like that, but it was never in an arrogant, boastful manner. So Paul knew that, and he wrote about it in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6. Let me read a few words to you because I think this gives us a good understanding of how Jesus operated even though he was filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with all the gifts. In verse number 6 in the New Living Translation, it says this, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and denied a criminal's death on a cross. Wow. Verse 9 says this. This is, a, this is a great finish to this. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, everything that Jesus did was to the glory of God the Father, and he was never a boastful, spirit-filled person. So far in this podcast, we've addressed our need to put love before our desire for the gifts. Now, I spoke on our need to have humility when operating in the gifts, so allow me to speak on our need to submit to the Holy Spirit and spend more time with Him and with God. Since Jesus and the apostles sought direction from the Holy Spirit, then so should we. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes I don't think we stop and think about how much time Jesus spent in prayer and focusing and submitting himself to God the Father. That's just amazing to me. And how much time and what the apostles did to give their lives for the sake of Christ and for the furtherment of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they even gave their lives. Now, I'm not saying that God wants us or needs us to give our lives today, but he does want us to die to the flesh or die to self or deny our flesh and our desires and what we want and realize that he will give us everything that we need if we place him first as we seek him, as we submit to him. When we do that, you I'm telling you, when we do that and we live the kind of life that God wants us to live, he's going to pour out a blessing we won't be able to handle. I believe when we operate in a spirit of love and kindness to other people, the gifts will come. I believe that when we put others first and think of others as being more important than we are, the Spirit is going to come upon us and we're going to receive these gifts. I believe that when we think of others and pray for others and put them up before God and take spend our time in prayer and lift them up before God, that God's going to see that and he's going to know that our heart is right and he's going to pour out a blessing for us. 
You know, you, you just cannot deny the fact that the closer we get to God, the closer he's going to get to us. And when God gets closer to us, he's going to bring his gifts of the Holy Spirit to us. And the Holy Spirit then will come and pour out a blessing for us. And as our submission to him becomes a daily part of our life, honestly, a daily part of our living, then the Holy Spirit will fill us with the miracle gifts and the power gifts that are ours. About a minute ago, I think I made a comment that said something like this, that if Jesus spent time with the Holy Spirit, and if the apostles spent time with the Holy Spirit, then so should we. It reminds me of a scripture found in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, and it says here, the members of the council were amazed. These were people who were talking to the apostles. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people saw us and knew that we had been with Jesus by our actions, by our love, by our caring for them, our, because of our concern for them? I can't think of very many things in my life I'd enjoy more than for someone to walk up to me and say, I can tell that you've been with the Lord. That would be amazing. And to God receive the glory and that I should not receive any kind of boastfulness or arrogance or anything like that. Just be thankful for what God has done, you know, in my life and the life of others. Now in Acts chapter 2, we read about how the Holy Spirit came in the upper room and how he filled everyone with his power and his glory. And so, well, maybe should, let me just read a verse or two because it's so powerful. Uh, this is in chap- chapter 2 of Acts, verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house with where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You know, it's so powerful when you read that. You can just picture you're being in a church service and that's what happens and it's just glorious and to God be the glory for that. Well, we read about that and it's so exciting to see that, but think about why he came. Why did the Holy Spirit come? We like the actions that took place, the blessings that came, the gifts that were poured out, but why did he come? He came because Jesus promised that he would come. Jesus said, I will send you the comforter and he will be with you. He'll be your comfort and your guide and, and he'll direct you into all things and he'll lead us and then he'll pour out blessing on us so that we could even do greater works than what Jesus did here on earth. That's, that's the reason as to why he came. The new church was in agreement. They experienced the unity of the church like probably it hasn't happened since then. They were in one accord in total agreement and the Holy Spirit showed up because of that unity and because of that agreement and they had gathered in one place together. Now this tells me that we need to join together in church and invite the Holy Spirit to join in. We need to join together in our prayer groups and invite the Holy Spirit to join in and allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to take over and be in control. That's why I would never give a podcast or preach a message without first yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit and asking for his guidance and his direction and his leadership. Now, when we seek the Holy Spirit, it must be in unity. So let me read a couple of scriptures quickly on that. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 is very powerful. Matter of fact, let's go back to 23 and see what it says here. 
Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another and have acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Jesus wanted his followers to come together in unity. And when they did, the Holy Spirit would pour out a blessing to those in attendance. So let's not forsake the gathering of ourselves together. If you've got a church you're going to, be faithful to that church. If you have not attended church, then find a good Bible-preaching church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit and believes in the full Word of God. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to be faithful to His house. Let's turn to another scripture that talks about how we can submit to God. It's found in 2 Timothy where Paul is writing to Timothy and giving him some instructions. He's giving him some encouragement to be faithful. That's what we need to do. We need to be faithful to the house of God. And here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul writes these words, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love, power, and of self-discipline. So if we want to experience more of the gifts of the Spirit in our life, just simply, we need to submit to God. Let me give you some closing comments on submitting to God to receive the miracle gifts. We cannot turn on or turn off the Spirit in our life. We cannot live like the devil and expect to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Here's a few steps that we must take in order to receive the fullness of God. First, we must remove all unforgiveness and bitterness in our heart. Next, we must live a godly life. None of us are perfect, but all of us know the one who is perfect, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He never sinned. May I suggest we need to read the words of Jesus found in the four Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. His words working in our life will help us to live a godly life. The Holy Spirit works in the lives of those whose hearts and minds are set on Him. Here's another thought. Desire, seek, study, and understand the gifts and the miracles of God. The Holy Spirit chooses who receives His gifts. So therefore, we must do things that please the Lord and please the Holy Spirit. We must not grieve Him or disappoint Him. We must be faithful, live in unity with other believers, not have a haughty spirit or an arrogant heart, but we must seek the gifts. But more than that, we must seek the giver of these gifts. And when you do that, you just watch and see and expect these gifts to come into your life. Expect a miracle, anticipate a miracle, and believe that God is able to do what he says he will do in his word. And then finally, we need to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. It's the teaching on that is found in the book of Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. It's a wonderful teaching that Paul gave. It's based upon the message he gave that God gave to Abraham and Sarah when he said that he would make them the parents, basically, of many nations. Now, Abraham and Sarah were not able to have children, but obviously they they understood that God was great and that God had the ability to do anything. So therefore, Paul talks about that lesson in book of Romans, and it basically means to us Christians today that when something is not happening, we can believe for that it is happening even though we don't see it. And that's where the phrase, call forth those things that are not as though they are, is imperative to Christians. When we're praying for someone to be healed, we need to see them healed. When we're praying to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we must see ourselves praying like that and speaking like that and believing that and calling for that thing 
as though that it is. When we desire the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing or miracles in our life, we must call forth those things as though they are, even when they're not happening in our life. It's a great way to live. Matter of fact, I believe so much in it. I wrote a book entitled, Receive Everything from What Others Call Nothing. And it's crucial that we understand that we can see by the Spirit things happening in our life. See yourself receiving the gifts of the Spirit. See yourself operating in these gifts. But do it with love and compassion. And the Holy Spirit is ready. He's willing. Are you ready? So with that, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to close out this podcast today. And I'm going to pray for you. I hope that you've received something from this today. I put my heart and my soul into this thing because I believe that this is the premise of understanding how to receive the miracle gifts of the Lord. I'm going to continue with the teaching on love. At a, I believe in my next podcast, I'm really feeling led in during while I'm speaking on this podcast that the next one has to be about love, has to be a total focus on the understanding of what love is all about and how we can have love to operate. And we will not be able to operate with those gifts in a true divine way, a true way that God wants us to operate without having love in our hearts. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I call forth those things in the lives of those who are listening in, Father, that are not as though that they are. Lord, if they've been seeking the gifts of the Spirit, I pray that the Spirit of God would come down now and fill them to overflowing, that they would receive that prayer language, or that they would receive that word of prophecy, or that they would receive a gift, Father, of healings or miracles, Father, that they would receive greater faith, God. As they're listening to this podcast, I pray that these words would sink deep into their heart and in their mind and into their soul, Father. I believe, God, that you want to pour out your blessings, and I believe that those who are listening in today desire to receive those blessings and they want to submit to you, Lord, so they can operate in these miracle gifts. I believe it's going to take place. I thank you for it in advance. I believe for it and I'll give you all the praise, Lord, and all the glory now. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope that you've been blessed by this podcast today. I've sure enjoyed preparing it and then also teaching it today. And I believe the Holy Spirit led us into some areas that are very powerful. Matter of fact, the area we discussed on love has has impressed me so much during this podcast that I'm going to be continuing the series and the next podcast will be entitled Why Love is Better Than the Gifts of the Spirit. Now don't throw me under the bus so to speak. Don't get upset with me because I'm not saying the gifts of the Spirit are not wonderful and glorious. However, it's important that we understand the teachings that Paul had on the significance of love and operating in the Spirit. So I'm looking forward to that one. I believe it's going to be a blessing and I know that God will do something special if we pray seek his face and draw closer to him. So if you'd like to get additional information on the teachings that I have done in my years of pastoring and doing podcasts now, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you get there you'll find a link to my podcast. If you just link onto that, it'll pull up the 146 podcasts that have been completed and I believe that there'll be a blessing to you. There are topics on there dealing with prosperity and faith and generosity and subjects I think that'll be a blessing to you, even how to get out of debt and how to be living a debt-free life. In addition to that, I've written a couple of books on the issues dealing with veterans since I was a Vietnam veteran many years ago. Also, if you would like to get involved with my podcast even more, you can subscribe to 
to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So with that, like I say, I'm very excited about the upcoming podcast the Lord has put upon my heart. I believe that it's a crucial teaching, one that'll help us understand how we can operate in the power gifts. Because I'm telling you, God has gifts stored up for us, just waiting. He's just waiting for obedient people, godly people, people that line up according to his word, that he can pour out that blessing on them. So I believe if you'll listen to these series on on the miracles of the Holy Spirit and the power gifts and faith and all these things, that I believe there'll be a blessing in your life. I would encourage you to contact your friends and those that you know who are interested in the gifts of the Spirit and tell them about these podcasts, and I believe it'll be a blessing to them. So let me just give you a little hint on the next podcast podcast coming up. We're going to deal with the subject of love, obviously, and we're going to compare it to the significance of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy, and the gift of faith, and miracles, and all the power gifts that the Holy Spirit has poured out upon man. And with that, we're going to be dealing with an ad- how to have the right attitude about approaching these gifts. So I believe it's going to be one that'll bless you. I think it's something that'll be something to look forward to, and I'm really anticipating the Holy Spirit to do special work as I prepare for the next podcast coming up very shortly. I'm going to talk a little bit how my wife and I were involved in business and how we sold our business and why and how the Holy Spirit operated in our life and also how he set up prayer ministry for us in a very large church and how the intervention of the Holy Spirit caused that church to grow and expand And I'm telling you, it was an amazing blessing that my wife and I were a part of. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope that you will join in as we discuss the next topic entitled, Why Love is Better Than the Gifts of the Spirit. Now may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. And may you receive the wonder-working power gifts of the Holy Spirit and operate in them to the glory of God. Thank you for listening today.